Holly. I have also joined the podcast team this year and what an episode to start on. Our science classrooms are currently in the process of a huge transformation thanks to the generous support of some of our old Colfordians. With a new space designed to inspire the next generation of scientists, we thought you might want to hear more from the interim head, Miss Bentley, and our foundation director, Mrs. Salisbury. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting us. We're going to start off with a couple of quick fire round questions. So, Mrs. Bentley and Miss Salisbury, um, how would your friends describe you in three words? Friends at school would say that I'm very hardworking and that I'm driven um, and that I'm passionate about what I do. Energetic, fun to have around, like giving back and a bit of a, an attention to detail, Bob. So, always <laughs> important though, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> I think probably the one thing people don't know is that the BBC filmed our wedding. Really? Yes. Why was wow. that? Well, this, you've got to remember, this is a very, very long time ago. Uh, it was the time when people were getting really excited about home computers, and there used to be a shop called PC World. And when we were getting married, and I'm busy planning everything, there was this software you could buy where it helped you plan your wedding. So I thought, well, that's a really good idea, so I'll have that. So I did that, and then I had a phone call. I don't know, a month later or so, from a woman who was worked for the BBC. And she said they were creating a programme called Computers Don't Bite. And could they come and film and interview us? And we actually had Carol Vorderman. Do you know who that is? No. Yeah, you might not know. Other people will know. So Carol Vorderman was um, hosting the show. So she came to our house um, and sat on our sofas and wow. interviewed us. And then they filmed the wedding. And then yes. it was on TV, I don't know, a few weeks later. <laughs> and I know Carol Porter. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm not as exciting as Mrs. Bentley. I used to work in London. I used to organise some very large events, and I had to go and take a letter to the Queen in Buckingham Palace one day. And it was absolutely torrential rain, and my taxi driver drove into Buckingham Palace, and I had to walk up the steps and deliver this letter because we were inviting the Queen and the butler said to me you don't want to go outside and get completely wet um, come and have a cup of tea and <laughs> no I said way. actually no my taxi's waiting and I need to get back to work no you didn't <laughs> so that's loyalty and conscientious oh, you turned down tea at the palace I did I did <laughs> even in the parlour yeah. I think those are like the best answers anyone can have said to that question yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what is something that you're scared of? I'm not a massive fan of small spaces. Have you ever been caving? Yes, we actually just did that for freshers. Okay, so then I think incredibly brave. I will say that I have sheep, and when I go into my feed bins, um, I once had a... When I put my hand into the feed bin... I had a rat in there. Oh. And so I don't really like going to feed bins anymore. There you go. What is your favourite childhood memory? 
We used to go to France when I was little and I just have really happy memories of walking down to the bakery in the morning and getting the baguettes and getting the croissant and, you know, and coming back and sitting outside, the four of us. I think that were very happy memories. Beautiful. I used to go to the local riding stable and my granddad forgot to pick me up one time. Oh. He felt so guilty, he actually bought me my first pony. Um, <laughs> And the last one of the quick fire round, um, when are you the happiest version of yourself? Oh, for me, it's family again. They're, my boys are older now and uh, one's living in London and the other one's at university and uh, the youngest one often is away during the summer who goes to America and works there. And so the, the times when the four of us are actually together is the most precious time and when we get to go out for dinner and so the phones are all away and there are no distractions and we're all focused on each other and we'll be chatting away and I have those moments where I feel like my heart is going to burst because I've just got I've just got everybody together food (laughs) and family (laughs) and giving back I simply love making a difference and I love making a difference to people's lives and that's something that's really genuine Um, and I can explain that more when we talk about the foundation but that really does really makes a difference in my life to know that I've made an impact in somebody's life. I think we're going to start off with the questions now so moving to the actual interview. (laughs) (laughs) So could you both share how you became involved in the development of the science classrooms in prep school? Well, I've been working in the prep school for a long time and it was clear a long time ago that we were we were in need of new science labs. Um, And I was very keen on it. And we had a go about five years ago, sort of getting some architects plans pulled together. And for one reason or another, it it didn't come about. But it's been something that I'm passionate about. I think that children should have exactly the right space that inspires them and feels exciting and the right equipment. Um, And so the labs has been a kind of a real hobby of mine, trying to work towards it. So I think that's where it came from for me. And so my role with the project. So when... When you leave Colford School, you become known as, uh, as an old Colfordian. Of course. And my role in the foundation is to inspire lifelong relationships with old Colfordians and keep them connected with the school. And only recently we had some old Colfordians coming back to their school for a school reunion. And we actually took them round up to the prep science rooms. And we all had a chuckle. They had a chuckle because they could see, having not been back for 50 years, that their science classrooms hadn't changed. And it's through the incredible generosity of our old Colfordians that have enabled this prep um, science project. So I'm really excited that that we're moving this forward. So you kind of said this, but with the logistics and the timeline, could you walk us through... So where the project is at the moment, it's it's a really big project. And actually it's made more complicated because the children who would be having lessons in the science labs have got to be somewhere else while we're refurbishing them. And literally everything's changing, right from the ceiling, the windows, the floors, the works. So we started, we had phase one, and that was during the summer. Um, And that did a lot of the sort of the work that you can't really see behind the pipes and things like that. Um, And then we're back in the classroom now. So we have two terms in the classroom. And then on Monday, the 1st of April, which is the first day of the Easter holidays, um, the work starts on the, the final phase and all the children have got to move out and all the equipment's got to move out. And then we've got from the 1st of April through to August to 
do all the work and there's a lot to be done and so the children who would normally have science lessons will be in um, temporary classrooms just for that one term and we did have to make a decision about whether or not we were going to do it all in one phase but that would have meant having the temporary classrooms through the winter which we didn't think would be any fun at all. And because the vast majority of the practical work is completed in the first two terms, Mm. and summer term is obviously revision and assessments and enrichment week and things like that, the impact is far less on the teaching and learning for the summer. So on the 31st of March, it'll all look normal. On the 1st of April, it'll suddenly look different. (laughs) And then by the time we get to the 31st of August, it'll be unrecognisable. Wow. Do you think the process will be rushed at all, or is it a good is enough? Time no, it's to get a really on? good, a really good amount of time. So what's that? It's about sort of five months, isn't it? Um, and they think, but if you've ever seen grand designs, you never give a time frame for anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they think they think that it'll probably be done mid July. So we've got another six weeks after that for any okay. delays. That's good. But there have been so many meetings and so much planning has gone into this. So I feel really quite confident about the the timeline. Good and. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where would, or where are the temporary classrooms? Where, where will they be? Yeah. They will probably go um, on the other side of the prep school uh, near Ashby. So there's a oh, space okay. there, hard standing, and they'll probably go there. You've invited parents into school for October. So um, what can they expect? that event from the evening so we feel this is a really exciting development for Colford School and we really want to engage with our our parents so what we've done is we've organized two different dates a breakfast morning with coffee and bacon rolls that's on the 10th of October at 8 15 they're both taking place in the library and the second date is for those parents who can't actually make the early morning and it will be on the 17th of October at seven o'clock and that's drinks and canapes We've got lots going on. It's a really good opportunity. Come and see the project and it will come alive. We've got some incredible plans, which are really exciting to see. So we've been working with the architects and the suppliers. And so they would draw out the plans for us. And then we'd pour over it and go, no, no, we need to move this. And this desk needs to go over here. And we want some more sinks along there. And then they'd come back with more plans. But the last meeting we had... Um, they came in with sort of the colour images of what it'll look like and the 3D images. And it looks absolutely amazing. And we were sat around this enormous table and Mr Venables, who's head of science, and Miss Townsend, who's the science teacher, Mr Parker, Mrs Salisbury and I, and lots of other people. And they'd got samples. So we were choosing the type of floor and we were choosing the surfaces and we were choosing the cupboards. And so we're handing around these samples around the table, people going, I think that's the wrong shade of grey or the wrong <laughs> shade of blue. But actually that was really good. Good fun. Or testing. Really good fun. We were yes. testing so we were materials. absolutely determined that the floor will be non-slip because that's really important in a science lab, but easy to clean. So oh. Mr. Maunder, who's the bursar, had got the sample on the floor and was stamping oh. up and down on it and <laughs> scraping his shoes on it. And then we were cleaning it in the sink. Does that work? Yes. And then we'd um, we got. I took Mrs. Salisbury's pen and I scribbled on one of the sample pieces for the surface to make sure we could clean it off. One of the most fun meetings we've had as part of the process. And Mr. Venables saying, oh, I shouldn't say this about Mr. Venables. Mr. Venables saying, I'm not sure, you know, I, I'm the one to choose the colours. And we said, no, Mrs. Venables normally does that, doesn't she? <laughs> so, but it was, yeah, that bit has been enormously fun. Yeah. So you'll so at these mm. events the, the the project will become alive. Mm. You'll you'll hear the vision from um, Mrs. Bentley. 
the architects are coming mm-hmm. along. So mm-hmm. you'll hear, you'll look at a timeline and they will, they will have some videos. They'll have lots of visuals and display boards and they'll have some of the samples and some of the equipment. And Mr. Venables has got some very exciting experiments, science experiments oh, that he's going to be displaying as well. Yes. So they will be really informative, but it's really a brilliant opportunity for parents to come along and understand and have a walkthrough of these amazing classrooms that, that we're going to be developing. Like we make such a, a good partnership, parents and pupils and the school. And when everybody works together, we are successful. And if we don't have our parents understanding what their children are coming into and what they're what they can do to support us and what we're doing to support the pupils, I then I think we're never quite as successful. And one of my absolute missions this year is about communication and communicating really clearly to parents so they understand what we're doing and why but also creating opportunities for parents to come into school because I think it improves the relationships so this is another opportunity where parents can come in see what we're doing ask questions feel reassured about the process and what's happening and then also I think it's lovely that like your parents when they know where you are they can visualise you during the day. So yeah. oh, you're doing science. I know I've been to that lab and I know what it's look like, looking like. And I think they'll get really excited with us. And I'm, I'm hoping that parents will be wanting to support mm. us with it as well. We've had lots of positive responses already. Mm. So lots of bacon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs Salisbury, how important uh, is the Colford Foundation and the connection forged with the old Cofordians? So as I said earlier, my role is to inspire lifelong relationships with Colford School. Um, I mentioned that we had some OC, some old Colfordians, which we called OCs, come back recently for a reunion. But also we um, organised events and we had an OC who came back um, to the Festival of Sport and he was 85 years old. Mm. So the relationship with Colford School never, ever stops. And they're, they're proud of the school that they come back to. And it may be that they want to um, come back to see how the changes are. It may be that they come back because they want to meet the teachers who inspired me, who inspired them and and created the, the person that they are today. And as well as... Um, organising the series of events, which, as I said, Festival of Sport, we do the reunions, we do OC drinks in London. We also do fundraising, and it's it's through their generosity that we've been able to develop the dance floors. Yeah. Um, in fact, the room that we're in, it was through the generosity of an old Colfordian that we're sitting in the recording studio, the library, the the arts, the Patterson Centre, and so and so on. And it's through the um, the OCs who have had a, a, a brilliant time at school, and they and they've had really happy memories, and they want to give back. Or it may be that they came to Colford on what we call a a directed grant or a bursary, and once again they say, if Colford hadn't enabled me to come to Colford School, then I wouldn't be the person that I am today, mm-hmm. and that is why I want the Colford School pupils to be given the best education and the best opportunities and just have such an amazing time that I did too. So old Colfordians and the relationship with the foundation are absolutely instrumental for so many reasons and I'm really proud to be part of that. Like you said, there are like literally buildings and we Mm. see them like everywhere. It's just so cool. I'm always struck by how fondly they remember their school days. 
and they walk around and you see them sort of looking through doorways mm. and looking through windows and somebody will say, do you remember the old swimming pool mm. was there? Or do you remember that was Miss Tut's classroom? Mm-hmm. Or there will always be something. Mm-hmm. And they have really clear memories mm. of what happened. And then we had a lovely um, event for, uh, was it the 1980s? Recently we had a, um, a, a day where they came. I was in the summer. And I was stood in the middle of Old Hall and there were some Alcofordians on my right and some came in on the left and I nearly got squashed in the middle of all these people running towards each other with their arms outstretched, squealing with absolute delight. But they they come together and they sort of share that bond and we're part of that and that's lovely. Okay, Mrs Bentley, um, how do you envision these upgraded classrooms like making a difference um, for the students? I think that feeling of being inspired is really important. So we've got fantastic teachers, we've got an environment where pupils feel safe and secure. But to actually walk into a lab where there is modern equipment and where you know that actually you've got everything where you need it. So Mm. at the moment, we've got sort of a couple of sinks in the wrong place. Actually, the new design, everybody will have their their desk, which will be the right size. There'll be a sink. There'll be plenty of storage. There'll be a whole demonstration table at the front. So I think it will make practical work easier. It'll make um, demonstration tons easier. Um, But I think they will feel really inspired by it, even down to the type of blinds that we're choosing. So it's really, you can see the screens really clearly. And there will obviously be a new whiteboard, an interactive whiteboard in there as well. So I think there will be this sense of pride and I think the children will feel inspired by it. Yeah, like about it being modern, for me, I feel like that would feel like I'm stepping like into the future. And it's a real laboratory feel, isn't it? And one of the things we do really well here is that the teaching and learning of science, but actually we can take it up a step. So the point that the children walk in and they feel that they're in a proper laboratory, then that, that, that sparks something, I think. Makes it more exciting to actually, yeah. Yeah. and having the lab coats. Oh, we yes. were able to do that yeah. in chemistry oh, last oh. year. It felt very professional. Yeah. And the goggles. Yeah. Don't forget the goggles. Of course, <laughs> of course. This is our final question. How has the science department and the school community as a whole responded to the idea of the improved learning spaces? I can't even begin to tell you how excited everybody is. It's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it's tangible they walk around and people now are walking into the labs going so it's not long now is it it's not long till we get the new labs so everybody's very very excited about it staff are very excited about it as well mr venables and mr townsend mr. absolutely is so excited yeah, absolutely beside themselves <laughs> um and the children are really excited the only people who are not so excited up a third because of course oh, they won't oh, see them when they're finished but they'll have to come back and visit but yeah everybody's very pleased seems like everyone has a personal investment in it too Especially staff from picking out all the colours and yeah, textures. Very much so. I think we get that a lot at Culford. I think staff are, are invested in the school, emotionally invested in the school. Children are, families are. So when we get something like this, it's not just a science lab. This is just this is a prep school thing. And then it's not just a prep school development. It's a whole mm. school development. Yeah. So anybody who came through the prep school is going, oh my goodness, they're getting new labs. Mm-hmm. People who didn't come through the prep school are going, oh wow, did you hear what's happening at the prep school? So it's 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 an exciting, I think, endeavour. And I think that comes across through the acceptances that we've had to the two events. Mm. It's not just prep school parents that are mm. saying they want to come along. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And you can come along too. And no, you can. Can. Yeah. 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 for the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to On The Air. We'd love you to comment, like and share our podcast series.
And if you'd like to get in touch, please visit our website, colford.co.uk, or drop us a message on socials. This podcast is made for entertainment purposes only and is copyright of Colford School. Views and opinions are our own and deemed correct at the time of publishing. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes.